Hello, everybody, and welcome to your podcast, Mind the Time. I am joined, as always, by my good friends, Brendy Mahan. Yo, 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 sup? And, of course, Sean Carey. Nanu, nanu. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck are you, boys? I'm a lot better. Uh, be a lot better if you stop cursing at me. That'd be great. But thank you very much. <laughs> we can edit that out. Uh, good. No, I'm all good. Hey, I'm dosed to the back teeth, my lady. Oh, jeez. Um, and we're all in an enclosed room together. Uh, well, hey, we're all in it together. Do you know what? It's not COVID anymore, so it's who not, cares? No, it's fuck just a it. bad dose. Like myself. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sean? Any bad doses? No bad doses. Well, none that I should speak of. Okay. Um, but but uh, I'm probably about to get one now off Brandy. So that's <laughs> Again. Yearly dose yet. So. And our guest today is the marvelous, the wonderful actor, comedian, and raconteur. Lover of women. A lover of women. Ooh. Of course, Mr. Kieran Flanagan. Ooh. How the hell are you, Kieran? Welcome. Welcome. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. I am looking forward to a wholesome dose of cloying. Uh, sweet nostalgia. Oh, Yo. Sounds, sounds tasty. It sounds, it sounds even more tasty for all our listeners. We have new recording equipment. We do. Ooh. And this is our first time using it, so I hope you are enjoying this. This is why we all sound sounds. like Barry White. Yeah. <laughs> Super sexy voices. We're all loving ourselves here. Yeah. My dose hasn't, hasn't hurting things either, to be well, fair. Yeah. It's, we're all in for, um, a sharp shock whenever we listen back to this. <laughs> the audio equivalent of the front camera on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds so good now. I'll be like, oh, Jesus. Is that, uh, is that me? So, yeah. <laughs> so, Kieran, your year of choice was the year 1992. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. yeah. Was there, was there, like, was that the first year that jumped out at you, or was it like other years that I wanted were taken, or? It was more uh, an idea of, Nothing important happened in 1992, but for me, it was an important year. Uh, so it's it's more of a personal thing rather than any sort of real world event that was going on. And I just thought um, it's something I'd like to talk about. That's what it's all about. Well, I look way forward we're to hearing about it. Yeah. Yeah. And do you know what? We'll, do you know what? We'll cover it. We will cover it. We will. We'll cover it all. So 1992, there was a... Uh, Few things were happening in 1992. Bill Clinton was uh, became the president of the United States of America. Big Bill, Big Bill, Big Bill was doing his best to uh, lead the free world uh, with Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, <laughs> soon to be a naughty boy, our Bill. Soon yeah. to be a naughty boy. Why? What happened? He <laughs> came over her dress. And presumably other things as well. <laughs> what do you mean? Like he came upon it in a suitcase or something? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know if it was on a suitcase. I wouldn't put it past him, to be honest with you. Bill is a, a dirty boy. He was, the, the problem was, it, it's not that he did that, although that's not a great thing for the president to be doing. No. But it was that he lied about it. He said, I definitely did not have sexual relations with that woman. And he got away with it as well. And he got away with he it, of course with he did. Slick Willie, they call him. Uh, and poor <laughs> Slick Willie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and poor Slick Monica Lewinsky became the fucking... She, she, she became the bad number guy. One, uh, enemy number like one. A young, a young woman. Uh-huh. Monica so. signed. Monica is saying, you know He what? was the fucking Aye. president. He's a prick. You know what I mean? Uh, he came over to Derry, but didn't he? He did come to Derry. So fair play to him. Yeah. Big uh, Bill. Big Bill. Came to Derry for a Derry City match or something. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> he, he came got, for an episode of Derry Girls. He came <laughs> <on>. <laughs> That's what it was. He came to see the Candy Stripes and an episode of Derry Girls. Yeah. 
Uh, other things was that happening that year. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's Reservoir Dogs come out, Ooh. which I'm sure we'll be covering. Great show. Mm. Yes, Mortal Kombat becomes an arcade hit. Uh, Microsoft releases Windows 3.1. Those were, <laughs> those were the days. We all remember that well, don't ah, we? 3.1. 3.1. So just on that, what, what age was everybody in uh, 1992? <laughs> I was one. Really, you were one. Just I, dark time in my life. I was getting on the heavy drugs and like the woman and the everything. It was just crazy. I, no, I was one years old, so I wasn't probably up one year old. So it wasn't up that much. Turn two, the big two in December that year. So that was a big, that was, was a big a party, big moment, big sesh, the three day bender <laughs> <laughs> for the terrible twos. Oh hi, Tony and Sean. I would have been seven, but no real recollection of. What happened that year? I can, Ooh, I can see what's that like primary two, right, primary so, three. So to put this in context for you boys, um, Rosie and Jim would have been big on your calendar. Great that show. Year. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a classic, a Stone Cold classic. Yeah, and you would have been thinking about Tracy Island that year. I, I don't mm. know if you remember Thunderbirds was <coughs> gigantic with kids that year. That was the year like there was a panic. Nobody could get a Tracy Island at Christmas. So Blue Peter went out and made a program where they showed you it's like there's no there's no Tracy Islands for Christmas. So we're gonna show you how to make your own <laughs> out of like bog roll and like cornflakes packets. Washing up liquid bottles. It, was, it, it worked as well because it was it was so popular that they put out a video of how to make the Tracy Island, and it, it was like the top-selling video that Christmas. Is that video still available? Because I would love to make it, one. It, it's tr- You want to make your own Tracy Island? Uh-huh. Let's do that. Let's Thundercats are go. Hey, let's pause, let's pause <laughs> things right here. We'll do that now. Thundercats. Fuck the podcast. Like, we're just going like that. Thundercats. <laughs> thunder, 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 so thunder, 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 birds. Birds, cats, doesn't matter. Cats, birds, whatever. It's all, thund- it's all thunder. Cat, cats eat birds. Uh, it was Thundercats Ho as well, not Thundercats Argo. This is a, a logistical nightmare. This is a fucking disaster already. Can <laughs> we go back and start again? Let's just, let's just grab the whole thing. I was 15 in uh, 1992. And that's probably the, re- the real reason why I chose that as a year is because it was the, it was the first time that I was sort of figuring myself out, you know, and in relation to, to the world around me, you know. So I was like, it was fourth year in, in school and going on to the GCSE year and I was just sort of getting the measure on myself mm. and, you know, what was up in the world. So you're in St. Columns College? I was in St. Columns College. I, I won't demean everyone by calling it the college. Come the on. college. The college. Uh, college. I go to the college starting. I like it's the, the yeah, I go to the college, <laughs> yeah, so, and um, it was it was like a year of change, you know, not not that kind of change. I uh, hear you. It was thanks uh, for startly drop. It, well, yes, <laughs> no, <laughs> yes, but also I was just sort of like it was it was the point where I figured out where. <laughs> The majority of people are doing these things, and uh, they're wrong. And I'll tell and I'll I'll tell you why they're wrong. Whenever I figured it out, and I hadn't quite figured it out yet. Have you figured it out now? Aye. Okay. They're, they're all idiots. Is the reason why? <laughs> like, <laughs> I guess the most cared Flanagan thing. They're, they're they're all idiots they are, they because are. they are. But I say that from a place of love. I know, of love. And it was thirty years ago. The most of them are probably not idiots anymore. Mm. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sean, you actually had an interesting new thing when uh, when we were saying Kieran's going to be our guest this week and her, your first time meeting Kieran. Uh, I'm not sure. I wasn't going to bring this up because I don't want to embarrass him. But and you're not going to embarrass uh, Kieran. That's not right now. probably. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say it was a meeting, but it was like I reckon <laughs> twenty years ago. Right, and I remember I was with uh, a girlfriend at the time, and it was on John Street. And you just came along in your bike. You just stopped with an about a meter from us, and you just vomited, and then you just cycled on. Right, and we were like, "Could, could you be?" I mean, I need more specifics than that. I was. Uh, yeah. I I can't get any more specific because that's what happened. And we were just like, <laughs> "What oh. was eaten? What was in the vomit?" <laughs> I don't think it was a matter of what I was eating for that I'd occasion. Yeah. It was, uh, gluck, 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 gluck. I didn't even examine it. Drink driving on the bike too. Yeah. Yeah. We'll say nothing. We'll say nothing. Statute of limitations. <laughs> if I ever get a DeLorean, I'll go back and I'll examine the, the contents vomit. of my vomit. Yes. So I would say you were coming from San Dino's. Would that be a good bet? That would be a very fair assumption. Yeah. Or Bennigan's. I think the, the 20 years ago was pre Bennigan's. Because like. I'd say at the time it was Quick Snack. It was outside, like, Quick Snack. Remember the chippy? Mm. Was that where you took your date, Sean? Well, of course. <laughs> 69p chicken burger. Oh, geez, it hasn't, <laughs> hasn't been Quick Snack in a long time. Though, I know, like, I'm it, telling it, you. So, mm, uh, probably Sandino's, then. Probably mm. Sandino's. So it's their fault? No, no. It's, it's, I, 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 I own my abhorrent. You made your own decisions, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 Well, it was nighttime, yeah? No, it was 10 past even. 12 today. Or actually, was it? I what think the? it was. It was actually. I remember quite specifically. <laughs> it was during the day. I don't know what time specifically, but it was daylight. Maybe you just weren't well. Maybe there was no drink involved at all. Mm. You know, we bug and you're just come like, on, <laughs> come on. There was drink. There was drink. <laughs> I would say. I would say. So that was your. That was your first time. Uh, mm. Your first encounter with. And Keir. this is the second. Well, so. you know, <laughs> no, it wasn't. I haven't not. vomited. You haven't, I haven't <laughs> vomited yet. <laughs> no. yeah. You're doing really well. Here, look at this picture. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was 11 years old in 1992. 11. Mm. 11. 11. I was 11. 11. And uh, so Kieran, 15 year old Kieran, going to the college. Yeah. What was the mm. What was the crack like? What was your What was your vibe? So you would have been in love your concept, love the concept at that yeah, time. It was a couple of years before that. Okay. It's about three years before that, but I was sort of. Um, I was like comedy was was part of the vibe definitely mm-hmm. there, was, there was a few things came along that year that, that made me think you know that, that, that this is a different type of comedy and this is for people like me and that because before that you were you would see like um, Jasper Carrot or Ben Elton and these, the, the, uh, these were the sorts of comedy that you would get out there and there was a bunch of stuff that came along that year was, was maybe look at things a wee bit differently and say well though, look that's that's for people like me and that other stuff that, that we just talked about now is not for me. And one of those was the Mary Whitehouse experience. Uh-huh. And you'll probably remember, you, you, you might not remember the, the show, but you'll know all the names of the people involved. It was David Bedale, uh, Robert Newman, uh, Steve Pont and Hugh Dennis. Class. And it was like, it was like a proper stand up show. They would do a bunch of stand up and undercut it with skits. And it was really fast paced and like it was different and it was very popular. But, and then it just went away. Mm. And that, that, that was one of them. And the other was um, Sean Hughes. Sean Hughes, God rest his soul. Yeah, Sean Show came out that year. And that was mm. just like way out of left field. Like, and it was a totally different sensibility to anything that, that I'd seen up to that time. And I was thinking, like, that's something for a person like me. Uh, and it was, ba- it was basically 
you know, it was him doing a bunch of stuff in his, in his flat, but really what it was was a vehicle for him to deliver his stand-up comedy, and it was brilliant. And that year, Sean Hughes came and he did a show at the Rialto. Oh, the Rialto? At the Rialto Love in it. Derry, the, the old school venue, and it was it was like a revelation. You know, it was a, this is a proper, like, this is a, someone from TV is coming to Derry and doing something, uh-huh. and it's actually good, and it's for people like me. And the audience was not like... You know, the comedy audience today is a real mix. This uh-huh. was like everybody there was between between 15 and 20, and most of them were under 18. And it was like, it was like, what is going on here? The whole in the wall gang were in support, and they were, and I can't, I can't believe I'm bringing myself to say this, mm-hmm. they were absolutely fantastic. They were brilliant. Like it was pre Give Me Head Peace. It was pre Ceasefire, which everything was real. It was sharper then, you know, uh, it had a bit of age to it. But they were, it was just like, this, this is brilliant. And then Sean, Sean came on and he did a show. And I, I couldn't tell you a single thing about what, mm. he, what he said. But I remember afterwards, everybody, I mean, everybody in the audience queued up outside and went out to meet him. And he sat in the dressing room, which was like in a porta cabin out the back of the Rialto. Mm-hmm. And he stopped and he talked to everybody all night. And that was like, that, that, that taught me a lot about you know how to treat people yeah. and the, the way you should interact with people and also the the, the gig was sponsored by uh, Guinness and I asked him it was a ballsy move because <laughs> I was only about that high there uh, I asked him well, you gave us some of the Guinness and he, he just he just handed us three cans of Guinness no way uh, fucking fair uh, right so nice. I got I got my first can of Guinness from Sean Hughes oh nice. that's excellent that's a great a first can of fame. Guinness story yeah. there yeah. now excellent. I, my my memories of uh, the first time in the Rialto was uh, to see wrestling. Would you have been at that? I would have been at that that year. Actually, I, th- I think it was that year. It was. No, I saw two wrestling shows that year. They, I, what I remember from they had the WCW apron. Yes, and, and Hawk from. No, you were supposed to think it was Hawk, but from, it wasn't. And no, that are you talking about the legend of Doom? Yes, that that was they had. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten that show that was that year. You know, I was there. So the main event was uh, the British Bulldog. Yes. But it was not the British Bulldog off TV. Was it not Davy Boy Smith? No. No, it was his cousin, Johnny. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's uh, that sounds like I'm, I'm being facetious. It really was his cousin, Johnny Smith. And uh, he was the British Bulldog as well, but just different. And then there was... The Legend of Doom, who was a man dressed up as Hawk from the Legion of Doom. That's right. And you had... Uh, up until today, I thought it was really the actual Hawk no. that I had seen. <laughs> and uh, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, also there was the British Bushwhacker. The Bushwhacker. The British Bushwhacker. The Holy British fuck. Bushwhacker. Yeah. And also my personal favourite, uh, the Ultimate Chippendale, which was uh, the, wrestler, the Scottish wrestler Drew McDonald, who was like... He, he's dead now, and, and I say this with a, with respect. He was a bit fat, like to be doing a Chippendale gimmick, <laughs> but that's what it was. That was a fantastic night. For, so, because I was big into the wrestling, I think. Big into the wrestling. Uh, uh, the other show I saw that year was like an actual WWF show in the King's Hall in Belfast. No way! And I that, didn't even and, think they would have been here then. Well, that, like that really spoke to how naive I was about things, and I'll tell you what it was like. So it was. It was I hadn't really been to Belfast a lot before that. You know, so it was like around Derry and Donegal and the surrounding, like, and I, I thought, well, we'll go and see this WWF wrestling show. 
But uh, I mean, the British Bulldog's not going to be there because a lot of people would be very upset if this British man was coming out his British oh. music and his British flags. No, he was there. He was <laughs> he was there in all his finery, full, reg- full regalia. Oh, it was like woo, <laughs> full on. Like, and I was like, oh right, well, that's how the world works. Oh, you were saying about. Uh, Davy Boy Smith, the British Bulldog's cousin, who was in the Rialto show. Johnny Smith. I Johnny know. Smith. So John Boy. What I remember about waiting outside, but you were saying waiting out the back of the Rialto and the Porta Cabin. Uh, I went out with a lot of people to meet him, uh, to meet the, the stars. And some dairy guy just started a fight with him. And the two of them had a full on fucking scrap out the back of the Rialto. Like. We're a wrestler. We're a wrestler. Off the top rope and all. The man thing is, there was, there was another guy who was the British Bulldog as well. It was Dynamite Kid. And he was, he was like, he was Davy Boy's tag team partner mm-hmm. and they had a big, big falling out. But, um, he wrote a, an autobiography and he talks about going, uh, to a show in Derry and afterwards in the pub next door, which would have been the London Hall at the time, some boy started a fight with him. No way. So we were two for two on British Bulldogs getting like battered. Because you were yeah. worried about them coming from, coming to Belfast. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out Derry wasn't the place they should have been. No. That's that's amazing though about the, the like just going up and giving a dig out the back of the Rialto as was, one, as one does. Yeah, my experience of that was I was on we went to Wheelers. Uh, it was the first time coming into Derry from Clory, just a group of us, and we went to Wheelers, which was in Shipway Street at the time. I remember that's right, well. uh, and yeah. uh, uh-huh. such a class experience. And then just watching one of the wrestlers that you've been idolizing the whole night get fucking battered by some <laughs> der- skinhead Derry fellow with fucking tattoos all over him. <laughs> I've, I've always I've always felt the people from Derry punch above their weight in that case was quite <laughs> quite literal quite literally yeah, yeah. quite literal hey that was that. so other things in 1992 uh, any other big things that you remember or oh, this is a this is another wrestling related story and it is one of the reasons I wanted to talk because I kind of forget sometimes the way things were and when we were kids in the 90s and Stuff that passed for normal. Uh, like I, I've, I've told this story. To, like I, I worked in England in schools for about twelve years, and I told this story often. And the kids would all say, "That's not normal." <laughs> and I would say, "Well, at the time it was normal, but I, it's not normal." And what happened was, um, one Monday morning, uh, we went into school as normal in St. Columns, and it was just like it was just a normal Monday morning. And uh, about five minutes before the first class was in form period. Um, one of the teachers came in and said, right, boys, you all need to go to the sports hall right now. Oh. So it's intrigue. <clears throat> was it sports? So we w- It was not sports. <laughs> well, it was sport of a different kind. So oh. we, we went to the sports hall and the entire school was there. So that was like 1,500 people. And the president of the college at the time, John Walsh, got up in front of him and said, boys, I've got some very difficult news to tell you. Um, uh an active device has been found on the school's grounds and we need you all to quickly and calmly leave the building and go out the front entrance to the school. So they waited just all to get together first before... Yes. and um, had it just run like fuck. Now, as you can imagine, the, the exit from the sports hall and leaving the school was neither quick nor calm. <laughs> I would say. Stampede. Right? So it was, it was pandemonium. It was like... Ah! It was class, right? <laughs> it was class. So we all, we all left the school, and we, we went and we gathered outside. And it was, it was like, it's nine o'clock in the morning, and we've been kicked out of school. What are we doing? And one of the boys there says, well, well, 
we, we could go to my house. Uh, the Royal Rumble was on last night, and I've got the video with that. What? So we, we like, 30 people went to his house, and we watched uh, the Royal Rumble from that year. Now, if, if you're, are you lads uh, aficionados of the programs? <laughs> well, well, that was the year no. that um, the, the WWF title was okay. on the line in the Royal Rumble, and whoever won it got the belt, and Ric Flair won it, and it was class. Love right? a bit of Flair. Now, the next day we went back to school, and it was like, what happened? And uh, there's a pal of mine whose uh, mother was a teacher at the school, and we found out that somebody had taken a shoebox and put a clock and a big lump of blue tech and a jar full of wires and fuses <laughs> and left it near the back gate of the college where it could be seen. Now, I'm not saying that that fact... Relates to the Royal Rumble. Relates to the Royal Rumble. Uh, right. But... It probably does. It probably yeah. does. Yes. Was it you, here? It was not I. It was, it was not I. It was the one-armed man from Roscommon. <laughs> so why are you nodding to us now? Like? <laughs> I'll tell you after. I'll you know this is on video. Follow like. <laughs> <laughs> my hand. I also, hey, you're nodding now, look. Like. Oh, tricks there, Sean. Tricks. Yeah. Hey. hey. Well, that, that was that was the other restaurant. It's 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 hard to forget. Like you know, it's well, it's very easy to forget. It was just like stuff like that was it was it was less commonplace, but it was still happening. Still happening is right. Not to so, bring this into a downer, like. But do was, you know, normally we cover what was happening in Northern Ireland at the time very briefly. I think we should just go on saying things were shite. Aye, aye. Politically, aye. Well, there was like there was eighty nine people died that year. Yeah, and there, there was a lot of bad stuff, but but it was shite, and let's. Yeah. Draw a discreet veil over it. Yeah, it's all yeah. part of uh, the crack in this part of the world. But you have to like laugh about anything, look back, and uh, kind of just yeah, fucking laugh it. about this, uh, laugh through the hard times. You know, we're all I mean? dealing with our trauma in different ways. Uh, like you like even you said there, now even you were like, and so there was like a bomb threat or a, a suspected bomb threat in the school, so we all had to leave. And you were like, it was fucking class. It was. Only, <laughs> only in this part of the world, only in this very small wee sort of country, <laughs> could you describe a bomb scare as that was fucking class crack. Oh, wild crack! Yeah. We got out of school, man. Thought much wrestle. It was great. It was. It was. <laughs> Brilliant! Uh, it's like one of the best days. Oh, that sounds everybody. And then when you said there was fifteen hundred people at the school, that was probably more than the population of Claudia at the time. Like, oh, I, I don't know how to deal with that information. Like, that's that's probably right. Like, yeah, it's, it's weirded me out a wee bit. In fairness, like, but anyway, and they were all boys as well. Like, you know, this was. Claudia was all men. Jesus, new boys here, only men. So, SummerSlam 92. That was in England, yeah. That, that came, uh, the, the video, rec- I think it's still in her house, so my brother Emmett went to the college also. Is that right? And uh, Emmett got, uh, somebody had taped, could have been the same person who taped the Royal Rumble, somebody had taped SummerSlam and then give it to Emmett and it's... It, it's, it's, that's one of those lost experiences, it's like having a friend that had Sky. You see, that was it because I I, get, we had no access to uh, Sky. You get a videotape. And it's uh, a load of wrestling and like six episodes of The Simpsons, and it's like uh, there's no feeling in the world like it. It's just yeah. like the whole world is here in my hand. I felt that wee happy feeling, uh, just even think that wrestling yeah. and The Simpsons, like, because yeah. they were such big glo- American glamorous things, like, <laughs> yeah. that didn't happen here. We had fucking shoebox bombs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, sometimes it's possible to combine the two, like, you know, it's, yeah, uh, is that. Canny young man from Ross commented, God, God bless his soul. God bless his one armed soul. Did you have the wrestling figures? 
And, uh, oh God, I I did. Uh, yeah. I was mad about wrestling yeah. too, just a wee bit later. But oh, I did surely. I no, ring what what no. would have been your? I had like I had this wee locker room set. It was like a wee set, basically. It was like a stage, but it was oh, like there was, was a toilet and there was a locker and there was a bench. You could open the toilet up. So you used to like put boys' heads in the toilet and smash <laughs> the, the 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 toilet <laughs> down their head. No, it was great. Cracks. That was like the attitude era jam. You uh, the, yeah, the road dog Jesse James and the badass Billy Gunn. No, um, all the boys. You know, it was uh, great. I was, a, I was a wee bit too old for D-Generation X at that time but then when I was older I wasn't too old for no, that's it then. there was a brief three year period where you were too old and then I was like nah fuck it I'm watching wrestling yeah, again go back to uh, it again. 100%. so that's a WCW World Championship Wrestling because I, I think my younger brother had those figurines oh, and I, play sets cause they, I still have them I wish I still had mine but mine's aren't in any kind of condition because I used to have this thing when I was away. I used to like chew everything, I used to chew the remote. And all my wrestlers have like got like wee stumps for hands when they're all like. That's what I got. I used to fucking eat everything. The Rock's head was a very good uh, munch. Like oh, I, oh, I, I used to bite their hands off, and then I would basically sharpen their arms with my teeth. You could stab you. Could stab so did you always go for the hands? Oh no, the whole there's very little left of them. Just, I don't know what it was. I used to like my teeth like, up. As fetishes go, that's fairly. Specific. I, it was it was therapeutic or something. You used to, I used, to, I used to eat the remote too, not eat the remote. Like, but there'd be like we got sky when I was like a bit older, and there was like there was like a, a rubber foam backing, and there used to be big like, lines on it. I used to go like, I don't know what it was. Just think about that. On the battery cover, aye, aye. And I used to like run me your sharp teeth up it, and they would just remove. It was class crack. You're a part of part of a wild man. Oh, I'm a madman, absolute madman. I'm going to be chewing on these days. I don't, uh, nothing, that's why I'm, I was much happier back then when I had loads of wrestlers to eat. Uh, stay away from my Ninja Turtles. I'll chew, I'll, hey. <laughs> He'll chew Fuck. your arm. Don't let me anywhere near them. I'll chew them, chew them, they within an inch of their life. My first wrestling figure was uh, Hulk Hogan. Now, which period Hulk Hogan are you oh, talking? Oh, well, I'd say it was around that time. Well, I was in primary school. The reason, I remember I was in primary school because I was a guy that went to our school that was from Derry. Who Derry people had the fancy stuff, you know what I mean? Oh, so aye. he had brought in wrestling figures. His name was Leon Doherty. He was at our school. And... Uh, yep. He's, I can't remember what he swapped me at for, but he gave me a Hulk Hogan wrestling figure. Class. And it was the greatest day you know, of my you life. You could probably pay your mortgage with that these days. Like, you know, Brandy so fucking edit. fucking edit that. <laughs> <laughs> probably worth even more now. This was chewed on by the, the, the famous Brandy man. <laughs> probably a butt stuck in your teeth. Still, uh, there's, yeah. a, there's a wee finger. There's a gold nugget. <laughs> but I, uh, class crack. Class crack all together. So, do you have many figures? Not, not at that time. No, like I was, I was like fifteen. So, like uh, that was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Verboten, yeah. but um, I have like a, a fairly extensive action figure collection in my attic. Like I've got some real crackers. Like you know, like I've got a, a Sorka for my thirtieth uh, birthday. Gave me a Nelly action figure. You know the rapper Nelly the rapper. Does it have? Wow. I must ask you. Did it have the wee plaster on his face? No, it comes with the plaster separate, so that you can apply them yourself. Actually. <laughs> I swear, I swear to God, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I've got a Stephen Hawking action figure. Wow! <laughs> but it's, it's from The Simpsons. As in, he's in the he's in he's the wheelchair, but, uh, but it's got like a helicopter uh, attachment oh, on it. Guy. Right? Yes. So it's about Is he in the, well, <laughs> even worse to make him stand it up. Like, uh, that'd be weird, uh, but even even more uh, sort of uh, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's, it's just, I've got no space for them now, anything. So I, I don't want just to rip them space. out. It's just like give them to me. You, you put your own strokes on that if they pull my own. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you're quite a collection of figurines too. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Thank I'm you. not allowed to see them unless I wear a muzzle. Because <laughs> you're going to do them. <laughs> so what, you've got, what have you got going on action figure-wise? What are you into? 
Uh, my probably my main two are Ninja Turtles and the real Ghostbusters. Oh, and then I've recently, really? and I mean like recently, dabbled in the original 1993 Kenner Jurassic Park line. That's Ooh. that's a really um, that's like a really low key one, like because like Jurassic Park was big. Yeah, but I, maybe it's just because I was too old. I didn't see a lot of the toys out there, oh, so. That's, that's, Quite expensive to yeah, get. Yeah, like. bet. I'll bet. So. And the real Ghostbusters. Real Ghostbusters. Oh man, I was I was so into the real Ghostbusters. Like, you know. and then Ninja Turtles is my like that's my. So are favorite. you talking the old school LGN ones? Or are you talking like sort of the the, the later figures? So the nineteen eighty seven animated series that line of action and figures that came from that really pumped them out for that yeah. line like it was just Burn so it. many of them great figures too yeah really really good figures I think I've got most of the originals. And I've yeah. got some on card, unopened. So that's they're not worth shit. Actually, they're not worth a lot, if you can believe it. But well, I think it works on to me. But just, yeah. it's probably like specific figures, like because they yeah. they they went really off the wall. Like yeah. they, they were later doing um, Star Trek Ninja Turtle figures. Oh yeah, they're so actually like cool. Michelangelo was Captain Kirk yeah. and. I th- I think they did a line of Ninja Turtle wrestling figures as well. I'd say anything you can think of. They did a, uh, a line of them, even like the Universal Monsters. And I saw oh, yeah. so many. Like, like I used to read, I was big into comics in 1992 as well. And you, you might have on your list here that uh, Superman died that year. Like they, they straight up killed Superman. I didn't have it on the list, but I do now. I used to look at the ads because I was long past Ninja Turtles at that time. But even like I, was, I would look at the figures and go like, that's class. Like, that's really, really mm. good. They got really creative with it. They did? Oh, brother, brother. I was going to ask you a question. Did they taste nice? <laughs> See, that, that, that's, with it's, it's yeah. a good question. Uh, and there's two answers. Now, the very early series of figures had the very hard heads that were made of the same stuff as the body. Okay. But when they, but they went on a bit later, they became like the, the, the soft plastic, like Ooh. the He-Man head. So really, it depends on what your tastes were. Different, different you, moods, different you, moods. Do you prefer something chewy or tender? Depends, though, depends. Or something soft and something hard. <laughs> or a bit of both. Whatever, whatever's on the dish. Whatever's, whatever's <laughs> So, and, and in the year 1992, AT&T Company introduced the first video phone. Right. How the big f- was it? it? Apparently it was ginormous. <laughs> it was a huge big fucking thing. Like. Um, IBM developed the first smartphone. Which was also ginormous. It's mad to think, like, so these things that I be coming out with, we fax and stuff. I don't actually know this stuff. This has been Googled uh, intensively. So I don't want people thinking, Jesus, Fenton's got a big lot of stuff in his head because uh, I don't. You're ruining the magical illusion. But you know what? That's, I'm pulling down the, the blind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm opening the curtains to the world. Uh, <laughs> I don't know all this stuff. But anyway, I was like, see things I got in 1992. The smartphone was invented. It's hard to get your head around that. But it's kind of one of those things where, like, you know, ah, the smartphone was invented, but they probably didn't do anything with it for the next 20 years. Do you know that kind of way? It's like, ah, they invented this prototype, but nobody in 1993 had a smartphone. Nobody. Not even nobody. the boy that invented it. <laughs> he didn't even have one. Just a box. Uh, he's just like, I invented a smart dish. Yeah, nobody knew what that meant. They were like, oh, very good. So, I, don't, so I don't think I got my first phone until I was 15, so, like, the year 2000. Yeah, well, that's, that's it. Like, I took them a while to, very uh, basic. to, to get it right. But that's know. the thing. You could just say that back in and show, show somebody, like, a, a 
bit of cardboard painted black. Oh, fuck, that's impressive. There, it's class there. <laughs> a shoebox for nobody ever called. It. Nobody ever called you on it. You know. What yeah, I mean? that's it. You get away with fucking anything. Because it costs like thirty-five pence a fucking minute. Uh, exactly. <laughs> or ten PD texts. A text day. I remember I, used to have to. I, I quite a lot. I would have ran down to my mum and had to like text people on a Saturday night with her phone because I had no credit. Nah. I'd be like, can I use your phone? They send I bet then you didn't want them to text but your mum's phone back in case your mum read it and you were like, oh, Jesus, no. Funny enough, that happened once. Text back to my number. Remember it? <laughs> I did that right. once, but my friends still went ahead. My friend Anthony, if you're listening, you rascal, and he texts my mum back to her phone even though I said, text my phone. Uh, and I forget what he said, but our sense of humor, you can only imagine. And my dad was like, who the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck this? And tried to rag him and all. Get I was like, who's Jesus. this? And I was like, it's Anthony, it's Anthony, leave him alone. <laughs> he thinks he's talking to me. Or so, daddy, you're asking. Or daddy. So on that, on okay. text messages, the first text message was sent in 1992. On the 3rd of December, 1992, the first text message was sent. What do you think it was? It was two words. It was Anthony, the Sean's man. What? Any, any crack? Well, this Question dude, mark? he's from Reading, and he was part of the team with Vodafone, who were making the first phone and first mobile phone with right. text messaging, SMS, and he was quickly going, hey, gone, you sent a message for this big fucking conference we're having. Uh, Merry Christmas. On the 6th of December? Who's Merry Christmas? 3rd of December, Get even the worse. Lads. Come on now. Like, it... Day before my second birthday. Thank you very much. Maybe they were texting you. Could have texted me saying happy birthday, big <laughs> man. Happy that would have been three birthday. words then, though. That's well, sick. Happy second birthday. But, but he could have had up to 160 characters. <laughs> and he decided just to say Merry Christmas. So this dude now lives in Canada. And he's only recently told his children that he's the person that sent the first, first text ever message. Text. Wouldn't that be class to tell your kids? Uh, that's, almost, then, that's almost as bad as that thing you said a couple weeks ago about the first ever tweet. And he wrote like... Just setting up my Twitter or something. Ah, I was something silly. I spelled like, Twitter wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what a dick. So there was 160. Well, that's, that's very on brand for Twitter, though. Uh, well, it? that's true, true enough. Uh, so you were only allowed 160 characters in a text message in the first message, and that was the same right through up until. Aye. Like, I remember my first phone, and so that's when text speak came in. Aye. LOL and BRB and that, because you only had 160 yeah. characters, so you had to squeeze a lot in. It took up took people a while to get used to all that stuff because the way like LOL now he's like a it's probably in the dictionary mm. but I, I've heard a couple of stories there's one in particular I'll not name the people but it was hilarious so yeah, basically my mate's dad I think it was basically thought it was some he thought LOL meant lots of love so he was texting somebody he knew had recently been bereaved I think their <laughs> mother or father had died oh. so he texted the person saying so sorry to hear about your more LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm sure he'll be our <laughs> <laughs> well, Maybe he was texting from the Loyal Orange Lodge. Uh, well, that's it. Uh, from all the boys here at the LOL. Uh, but I, no. Lousy. Lousy. Both hilarious. But, but absolutely fucking hilarious. Uh, exactly. So, uh, we put the fun on funeral. 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 Desperate. I'm mad in that part out. <laughs> no, I'm keeping it on. Keep it on. So a million computers worldwide had internet access. Oh yes, in 1992, a million. Do you know how many websites there were by the end of 1992? About three, not too many. Like. Ten, ten, mate. And it was all that like. That's an ambulance. Yeah. Uh, well, and I think <laughs> the first thing I ever ordered was a pizza on the internet. 
Yeah, well, let, let's not. It was a porn video. <laughs> <laughs> pizza porn. <laughs> Good old pizza porn. Ten websites. That's mad. I know. A million people. The first thing ordered was a pizza. Was those those were probably like in, <laughs> like a digital pizza. Digital pizza. E pizza. E pizza. Is that a thing? It should be. Right, yeah. Write that down. Write that down. Dragon's Den. Here we come. E pizza. E pizza. Euro Disney also opened in nineteen ninety two. Right. My memories of Euro Disney opening was there was a girl who was a year below me at school, uh, Laura Ann from Claudia, and her dad was working on it. He was Ooh. working on the building it. And they had finished it and then come in, he came into the school as a special guest. Mickey Mouse himself might as well walk into the place. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, was got out the red carpet King and everything. Ding, yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Like, and what we was he, all, like an engineer or something? Or I like, don't even know. I think he was a joiner, maybe. Right. I'm not sure. I must check. But uh, we just thought it was the greatest thing ever. He had, he had worked on... You don't really think about boys building your own, doesn't he? No, like you joiners, don't. Joiners, just sitting on a ready one, cups of tea and like eating sandwiches out of the back. <laughs> <laughs> Putting a few nails through. Uh, <laughs> same thing. Was so he wearing Mickey Mouse ears? Or a t-shirt or anything? And my head he was, but I'm not yeah. sure if he actually was. We're nothing. <laughs> you picture you, doesn't he, getting both by like something out of like, you know, like Snow White where all the wee birds fly on the window and like left everything. Like, <laughs> do, 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 do. Land yeah. on his finger. <laughs> <laughs> it was also the year of uh, Euro 92. Oh. Kieran, you'd mention you have something about that. You wouldn't be a football fan as such. No, but I'm... A, a keen observer of world events, yeah, and like the, the European Cups, it was it was a two for that year because uh, there was the Euro ninety two in the Olympics, Summer Olympics. Well, they had the two Olympics that year, didn't they? That's they had right, the Summer and the Winter, uh, right? And um, Euro ninety two, because like, Ireland didn't qualify that year. No, no. just so after Italian, much the like highs of Italian, many other years. Well, just after the highs at Euro eighty eight, maybe Italian ninety. You see that that's very germane to the conversation because Ireland didn't qualify, so I had to. Like like most people would have done in, in Derry at that time, the, the fallback was supporting whoever England was oh, Anybody but England. ABE. And yeah. Like, speak. Anybody but England. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember the World Cup in 1990, um, England did really well. Like they made it to the final four. And Beat by Jarbury, West that, Jarbury. That's right. And it was like it was the match where Gaza was like crying and all that. So mm-hmm. like England had a great team at mm-hmm. the time. And they went into. Um, the Euro- the European Cup in Sweden and it was a disaster. It was awful. Like they just they they lost. Uh, they uh, they played three games. They lost one. They drew two, and that's it. They were done in the first round. And like um, I'm smiling away here. This <laughs> <laughs> As, and I like like as I'm not a football guy, but I remember this all very well. Yeah. everybody was like. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gary Lineker was the England captain at the time. Gary Lineker was. And he, in the, in the final game, he got pulled off on the 63rd minute. Literally. Just a wee job, centre back. And that, that, was, that was it for Gary Lineker's uh, <coughs> international career. He never played another England game. God. That was the end of his career. Well, as, as an international, I know, as international, uh, as international career. And I think a few others as well. I think Gascoigne, that was his last uh, as, as an England international. Well, he came back in Euro '96. Did he? He played because he scored that scored that fantastic goal against Scotland. Yeah, what and a player he was! What a player he was! Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised Gary Lineker's career didn't finish for England in 1990 yeah. against Ireland. Uh, Gary Lineker shit himself. Is that when he shit himself on the pitch? Uh, was that against Ireland? Well, that was against Ireland. I never knew. Ireland. The ferocious I shit warriors. On the, on 
on the pitch, off like the in report. front of everyone on the cameras. So he had said he, 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 whatever he had eaten, and then he had a dodgy stomach, and didn't want to say anything to Bobby Robson, the manager, because he wanted to play, wanted obviously. To play, yeah, of course. And then he was out there, and he went done for a sliding tackle, and he said everything down below just loosened up, oh, yeah. and he just like. Oh and you can God. actually see him on the pitch. He's sitting on his arse, like sitting up, and one of his teammates looks at him. He's like, "What the fuck?" And you can see his lips going, "I shit myself." <laughs> <laughs> so he, was, he he said, "Luckily, the grass was wet." He was able to he basically wiped his arse, wiped his on arse. the wet grass, and battered on and played away. But yeah, it was a, it was a brilliant move because everyone was a afraid the market man nobody got anywhere near him they were like wide open up and thing because he's not a stonk of shite <laughs> do you think that's why they lost it oh no they, they beat Ireland in the match didn't they oh, Drew won each mm. Gary Lineker scored I, and then Kevin Sheedy because right. well, well, the Republic did very well that year as well I think they made it to the quarterfinals didn't they in a, in they did a, I, geez, this, this is all over the place we're talking about 1990 now this is a temp hey, but this oh, is what happens this is what this we do this, this is, grand. This is all part of it so back to 1992. <laughs> so uh, Denmark won it in 1992. That's right, yeah. Didn't they? Denmark won it, and it was the biggest shock because Denmark weren't, weren't meant to be in that championships. So they came second in the qualifiers. But so, no, who was it came first? Uh, Yugoslavia. Yeah. But Yugoslavia were expelled for it because, because of the Yugoslav the war. war. Uh-huh. And... Denmark got through because of that. By way of elimination. Way of elimination. And then went on and won the tournament. He's he's a fair play love though. an underdog story. Like love like an too. underdog love story. And love I, the remember, I do remember that at the time. I remember watching it with my dad and that. And like, we always, like everybody supported the underdog. Like it was yeah. such, a, yeah. I remember the buzz of it. Like. So 92 was an underdog and 90 was an underwear. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I like it, Sean. I like it. Uh, another weird, I love finding the wee weird things that happened as well uh, in those years. Uh, a cargo ship went down on its way from China to the US. Do you know where I'm going here? Is it the Garfield phones? No. Oh, but I want to hear about that as well. All right. This was uh, 28,000 rubber ducks. <laughs> oh. Went under the ocean. Uh Plastic notion's bad, I'm not, but Terrible. holy fuck. So this guy, like 10 years later, a journalist went to try and find as many ducks as could, and they were still turning up uh, all over the world. They don't melt away, They're, they'll be there. Probably still a few beating about somewhere. Probably still fucking floating about the places, right, Clay? But, but that's their natural habitat, so like... <laughs> <laughs> many did they find? Uh, I'm not sure how many they found. I'm not sure how many still on the loose, Sean. That's, that's quackers. 27,950. Uh... <laughs> So the UEFA Champions League debuted that year. Mm-hmm. Right. Sega released Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Ooh, class. Um, Love the I was Sonic. a Mega Drive person. I have uh, just up above us here, have the box for, have oh, an actual Mega Drive console. I got yeah. it on pre-release on the Sega Game Gear. Ah, uh, so yeah, the Game I, Gear. It was released on the 25th of October that year. Mm. And you had to go in and pre-order it and you would get a, a, a Sonic 2 Badge and I, mm, class. I, I class. Did that. Do you still have it? The badge, no. Oh. the Game Gear, also no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're very temperamental. What? Well, they're probably the worst oh, of all the handhelds. Like they're the the chips. Are yeah, all they burn out. I, I have one in the house. My, it was my brother's, and he passed it on to me because I have like a wee collection. And last time I tried to switch it on, it's it's something to do with the screen. It burns out. So it just won't come on. You collect old video games. Well, I had quite a lot a few years ago, and then yeah. I sold them all to go traveling. So yeah. I'm trying to like 
your ship is coming, my friend. We'll yeah. discuss this after. I think the new French ship has just uh, came about here. I'm smelling it. Yeah. It smells delicious. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, what else? So let's just go on to movies. Boom. and Boom. Oh, it was a good year for movies. It was a good year for movies. Brandy, would you like to take... I would not, but Sean will. Sean music. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Fenton. <laughs> Why did you get that mixed up? Sean's movies know. and music. Always. Okay. Always. And you're here for good looks? Of course. Yeah. Not that anybody mm. can see us, but actually, no, they can. What's happening? All right. Check this guy out. <laughs> hey, we're all as gorgeous as each other in here. <laughs> beautiful. That's, that's and, low, we sound, and we sound low. beautiful as well. We do. we do. And here we go. I mean, we'll start with the one fun mentioned earlier, um, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, great film, great soundtrack. What a movie. Tarantino's debut. Indeed. Well, their feature length director, director debut, yeah. yep. mm-hmm. great show, and also star. Very low budget as well, as far as I can remember. Took a few years to pick up steam, though. Reservoir Dogs, like it was a year or two after that, where it became like a big, big, big thing. Was it yeah. sort of a Pulp Fiction come out with that? Uh, Pulp Fiction was out like uh, two years later. Am I right in thinking that Reservoir Dogs was banned in the Republic of Ireland? Probably, really. I, I'm pretty, pretty violent. Certain that that's the case. Just at the time. At the at the but time, it was it was it was banned on video. Mm. Okay. Um, because of like I, I think it was like the cutting off the ear. Uh, what a scene that was! Uh, Brilliant. You know, Steelers will stuck yeah. in the middle with and you. I don't know yeah. why I can't. I think uh, yeah, I think Pulp Fiction then was like ninety four. Ninety four. Yeah. yeah. So and I think it really picked up steam after that. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's it. Um, Death becomes her. Uh, Nicole Kidman, Meryl Streep, Meryl, Meryl. Streep, Goldie Hawn, uh, Meryl Bruce Wells, Goldie Hawn. That's who I'm thinking of. Sorry. Really, uh, like. <laughs> was a real um, low key. It was like a real step forward for special effects. Yeah, there's like one of the the, the big early CGI films, uh-huh. and um, it's, it's a good, good movie. Good movie. Robert Zemeckis uh, directed too, oh, so he already had revolutionized special effects in the Back mm-hmm. to Future trilogy. So. Yeah, especially in the later like, two, like those were yeah. like something else. Um, we've got a few good men. <laughs> good. I'm glad that oh, one I- came up, like because. Um, it gets in people's minds. It gets some. It gets summarized down to a single line. You want answers <laughs> in the final scene, like in the final five minutes. Yeah. But what it is is like a really, really good courtroom uh, procedural yeah. drama with <clears throat> um, Tom Cruise is someone who I don't think really gets. Like he's just like, hey, I'm Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I, he really had some chops on that. Like you know, he was really good, and um, it was. Um, Alan Sorkin, West Wing guy, who mm. did the, the scripting for it. Right. And it's like, if, if you've ever watched The West Wing and you like The West Wing uh, and you haven't seen A Few Good Men, uh, it's well worth a watch. It's just like, it's all that walk and talk stuff. Yeah. Beautiful. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah. Rob Reiner directing, too. I think that's quite surprising, given his last, his previous, like, films. Uh, it's a lot more serious than what he kind of... Uh, yeah. yeah. When Harry Met Sally, sure thing. Um, this is Spinal Tap that he did as well. Princess Bride. Who am I thinking Princess of? Bride. Yeah. I don't think he did, no. No, Rob Reiner directed. He was in. He was uh, in Spinal, Spinal Tap as Spinal well. Tap as well. Uh, Marty DeBerge, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's right, he was acting first, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, big one. No, I think he directed it too. No, we'll have to Google it, I don't know. I'm probably <laughs> we'll wrong. We'll check it out. I'm probably wrong, to be honest, but there you go. Um, the Bodyguard. Oh, I love that movie. It's I, it was at the time. There's hard being like because I was 15 at the time, and it was like that. Like it's a film that's calibrated for a 15 boy yeah. to hate, but actually, 
It's absolutely brilliant. And as well as that, like the soundtrack was the thing I hated the most at the uh-huh. time. But yeah, you have to get you have to give them their flowers. Uh-huh. Powerful. Banger after banger after banger. And like Whitney Houston was what a talent. What mm-hmm. a voice. Oh, fantastic. Great actor too. Aye. She was brilliant. Aye. Do you know what I got from that movie? I, I remember do you remember in the scene where Kevin Costner's peeling the apple? Uh, with a knife yeah I've done it ever since uh, <laughs> I don't eat it ever since I've seen that movie I won't eat an apple was he peeling it or was he like cutting off oh, chunks sorry, and then eating them chunks, uh, that's what it was uh, yeah, I remember thinking that's just cool that's just that's, cool, that's cool. Uh, that's, so, it's just cool so yeah. that's why everybody thinks you're a man of mystery now because uh, of the apple no, but in, no. real, in reality he's just doing it because he's got a sore teeth and he can't bite it it's <laughs> <laughs> like, a wild handling to you uh, fucking I'll biting on an apple I'll tell you what I took away from the bodyguard as well as the best line it was one of the best lines in any film ever the woman comes up to him at a party and says I've been watching you all evening from across the room and he says I need to go back and watch them <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Kevin well I had what they was like so he was grand true that well he was used to watching people from across the room he should have had a wee bit of sympathy like you know, <laughs> um, we've got Batman Returns ooh back in I would back in which one was that who who was the Batman the one where he, he came back <laughs> he returned Michael, was, Michael uh, Keaton uh, and Danny okay. DeVito and the Catwoman Danny DeVito was the penguin ah, picture out there which Sean Kelly drew Did Michelle Pfeiffer that? Michelle Pfeiffer class the Pfeiffer um, fantastic movie I love it one well, of my favourites better um, than um, better than the than the, the first Batman the film one, yeah. definitely yeah no, it took on a, a whole new depth thing right. and why why everybody talking about Die Hard being a Christmas movie why nobody talking about Batman Returns <laughs> being a Christmas movie it has come up a few times I've heard this before good so. I'm glad next Christmas I'm going to bring that up all the time just watch Batman so, Returns yeah, yeah. just going to tell people it's a Christmas movie funny enough like um like two cracker movies, Tom Burton's two Batmans, uh, so good. In fact, that they wouldn't let him make a third. They thought because it was, they were too good. They were too dark. Okay, I'll tell you. Um, I'll bring this up now because it's a great factoid, and I love a great factoid. Me, <laughs> but um, two <coughs> actors uh, who were not in Batman Returns got paid to be bat and uh, paid for Batman Returns. So the original plan was to have Billy D. Williams, who appeared in the first one as That's the right. district attorney Harvey Dent. Yeah, uh, he was to be the villain in that. Yeah, and also uh, Damon Wayans had signed up at the time of the first movie to play Robin in that. Yeah, that's it. And they just decided, no, we're not going to do that now. But because they had um, pay or play contracts, yeah, they both got paid to not be in Batman Returns. Easy though. That's that's easy though. Is right. Easy though. That would have been interesting, but I don't think too soon. They took the script that, that, that was going to be in it and they made a comic of it. And it was, and I say this with a great deal of respect, fucking shite. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shite. Ollie D. Williams actually would have made a great Two-Face and they could have brought that into the third film. It would have been interesting. I don't know, they got Tommy Lee Jones yeah. instead. <laughs> Big Tom. Big, Big Tom boy. <laughs> And then, uh, of course, as well, they introduced the bat nipples. <laughs> so, which one is it? Has the bat credit card? Uh, that is the fourth movie oh, with George Clooney. It's Batman and Robin. So it oh, had the credit card. Man. So it's a bat credit card. He had a Batman credit card. Something happens. I can't remember. It was like, how are you going to pay for this? And he goes here, and he brings out a credit card, and it says Batman. <laughs> <laughs> the bank of Batman. He's like, if you just tap it there for me, please. Hold it for you. Grand job. Uh, you receipt, love. Uh, I got over a hundred. You have to put it on. <laughs> <laughs> but have you heard of the bat nipples? No. What's so the crack with the bat nipples? They incorporated 
like bat nipples into the actual bat. Do you mean suit? like bat shaped nipples, like, or like the shape? nipples that an actual bat would have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is you going in mean? a different direction. Than I, I don't think I've. <laughs> I don't think I've ever like uh, uh, viewed a bat and went, "Oh, that's what their nipples look like." But they just kind of made the bat suit, know the armor, right. have like as nipples? if he was cold. Well, fair enough. Why so not? Too, Some already places nipples. Too protruding. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what? What's the bat suit made of again? Kevlar. I think? Kevlar nipples. Two wee mounds of Kevlar. Mm. The shape of nipples. <laughs> there wasn't like an areola, it was just the nipple. Aye. <laughs> it was just enough to like imply arousal. Okay. Like, you know. Hey, we're talking about it all these years later. They must yeah. have done something right. True that. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, basic instinct. Another uh, controversial. So, as I refuse to talk about that on the grounds that I will incriminate myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, the, the scene in that where uh, Sharon Stone crosses her legs and then uncrosses her legs for any teenager of that time, or any 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 person of that time. Many a VCR was worn out by that scene. Right? Like, you, <laughs> you had to be quick with the old pause button. <laughs> no, I think this is one of the movies my mum probably recorded, but they would have recorded ads or a different channel over that one scene no <laughs> do you ever get that when you used to watch a movie that you had on vhs when you were a kid and then there would just be this random part in the movie where it would just like switch it over switch over and you'd be all what the fuck uh, and then it would go back and you'd be all wonder what that was about and then you would see it again when you're an adult and then you'd be like oh boobs i was going to say are you only finding out finding out now what uh, that yesterday. scene was <laughs> How do you watch all these movies? <laughs> Did oh you know God. they made a sequel to Basic Instinct? Yeah. But they they, like, they waited like 15 years to, I didn't to know make that. it. It was like 2000. Mm, and there's a scene, Stone. And it's, is there some footballer in it? I, I need to look this up. I need, to, I need to look that up. Instead of her legs this time, it's her arms. <sighs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patriot Games... Great movie. Was the Jack Ryan one? Jack Ryan. Aye. Was it Harrison Ford in that one? Um, yeah, that's Harrison that's Ford. Because they did. There's like a couple of people being Jack Ryan. Um, Alec Baldwin was him in one 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 of their movies. Uh, I think so. Hunt for Red October, and then they did a yeah. bunch with Harrison Ford, that's it. and then they gave it to somebody else. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah. And then John Krasinski. John Krasinski. Did he portray Jack Ryan in a like a TV show? Oh, uh, much like recently. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think John Krasinski was about in 92, but uh, you know about these days. I'll so, go over uh, another couple here just to get through them. My Cousin Funny. Oh, great show. Brilliant. Joe Pesci. Brilliant yeah. show. Class the, we fall. Ralph Macchio. The Oscar winning My Cousin Funny. Uh, oh, that's brilliant. Possibly an error. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dracula. Bram Gary Oldman. Bram Stoker. Bram Stoker. Yeah. 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 Sister Act. Sister Class. Act. That's a cracker. Sister Act. Last of the Mohicans. Another good one. Yeah. Good movie. White Man Can't Jump. Oh, Class as well. Oh, something it. else they remade it. recently. Oh, I, didn't even I watched the remake. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, right? I watched it. Not sure if I approve. I don't know anything about it, but <sighs> crap. Some it of them leave, crap. leave some of them. Just, just leave uh, something's alone. Uh, well, Sister Act, we're actually, um, they're making the third with Whippy Goldberg. So oh, really? That's good. Duet. I love about a Sister Act. I Sister Act 2 was even better, I thought. Yeah. Marianne um, loves them, her favourite films. I'm with you there, I'm with Marianne. That's right, they got the rapping nuns. <laughs> that's in the Millennium Forum, I think, next it week. Is. Ah, yeah, it is. It I is. I'm going to go and see that. You know, that would be good. Sounds good, all right. Um, Alien 3. No, this uh, I need to speak on. <laughs> Alien 3. Because <laughs> yeah, that hurt. Watch. Right. 
What do you say? Do <laughs> you know the friendship that this we friendship almost could end right now? Great, it's here. I've had thirty-two years to, to, to diplomatically deal with this, right? So, okay. Now, the year before, Aliens uh, debuted on um, ITV on a Saturday night, and it was a revelation. I was just, this is the best film that I've ever had to sit through the ten o'clock news to see the second half of. <laughs> it was brilliant, just a cracker, like. And I went back and I watched Alien after that. That's another cracker. Oh, and then it was like, the best. now there's another Alien movie coming out. I went and saw it. And it was one of the last films that they showed in the Strand, the old Strand. I don't know if you, you may be too young to remember this, but they just shut the Strand down, uh, the cinema, and r- literally ripped the building down and built a new one. Really? So there was no cinema for like two years. God. Right. Long time, and uh, I saw Alien Three, and I was like, "What is this? You know, this is just because like they killed off all the characters from the last film, and they went off and they did this other thing." Now, I later, found out I'm sure you've read up on this, and you know the score that like uh, David Fincher, who you, you probably know best from like Seven, um, Fight Club, Fight, yeah, yeah, films like that. He had a devil of a time on it, like. And they, they sort of cut the film up into shreds and they refilmed loads of stuff without him and they wouldn't let him put out the version he wanted. Later on, they put out a version of Alien 3 called the, what do you call it, Assembly Cut, which sort of restores all that and it makes it a much more coherent film. But at the time, like, it was just like, this is depressing and Ooh. sad and I hate everything. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've revisited it as an adult and it's like, it's, it's fine. It's fine. But fine. it was just, it was one of those things with the way the expectation Sort of got me at the time. Yeah, yeah. And I've, both versions of it, you can if you go to Disney Plus, you have Disney Plus, you can watch the original version of Alien 3 and the Assembly Cut, and it's two very different films, and they're both fine. Uh, actually, I would say the Assembly Cut was quite good, but um, it was a it was a better pill to swallow. I would in, say. In 1992. Yeah. Is, is, are we all right here? No, I think, <laughs> yeah, I think we're grand. I was, I was about the, you know... Leap over the table, but uh, no, I think you're. I what you said there because if you went to Aliens Three when you were fifteen, right. and it makes a lot of sense because I remember thinking it was garbage, but then when I rewatched it, I mean, like years, almost probably like a decade or two later, I just loved it. Then, well, if you look into it further as well, it was like you, you talked about what I call being in development hell a wee bit earlier on. Alien 3 was snake bitten for years. Mm-hmm. Just, it went through like 19 different writers and 19 different stories, and they were all shit. They were all <laughs> shit. And it's it's not surprising that it ended up the way it did. That's but, never uh, a good recipe for a good movie, though. No, no. So I, d- I do recommend revisiting it with uh, a kinder eye than I had as a young man. So, so angry. So angry. So, so angry. So angry. As, well, a, we, as a lot of sequels, it was unnecessary, but... It's still a good movie. Uh, do you know what? Like Alien, Alien sequels tended uh, every time I went back. It was like, well, maybe this will be the one, and it was not the one. <laughs> no, and I've been doing that for years and years now. But there's a new TV series coming out next year. Oh dear, and this is the one. This, this is, time, is definitely the one. Definitely yeah. the one. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'll end on a high, a high one, but Wayne's World. Wayne's World, you know, party time at, at, at the time, but that's one that I've revisited in the last couple of years, and it I found it absolutely shite. Really, I haven't yeah. seen it in years. Like, like, but that's what I'm watching it as uh, an adult. I think that like Wayne's World, um, 
it was good at the time. Uh, it's it's not a great watch as an adult, but it's actually if if you've got kids or you know anyone that age, they do tend to like that sort of thing. Uh, uh, I think that Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey gets uh, overlooked a lot, which came out in this country in the same year. Great review, far better. Yeah, yeah than, better. than its predecessor. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's much better. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Was you not? We'll move on swiftly to music of that year. Music. Cute. It's me up now. I'll run through it quick enough. We're actually running out of time here. No, do you know what? But, we're um, good for time, Randy. Yeah, we're grand, I know. So the top five hits, I'm going to go in reverse order. So number five, or top five hits, so just, again, this is Google telling me this, of 1992, was number five was a song or and a band I've never heard of, Please Don't Go by KWS. Please oh, don't on. go. Babe, I love you so. And I want you to know that I'm going to miss your love. It's not great. That's not nice there. Not great. Number four was Stay by Shakespeare's ah, sister. That was great. Remember Freaked I, the shit out of me at the time. Oh, that was a great that, the movie and all. Lady or the lady. video. When you sleep at night, I hope and pray that you end up back in your own world. I scared of a Jesus out of me. That song was inescapable for about the first four or five months. It was just everywhere all the time. And it's a cracker. It's two very different songs rolled on the one. wasn't it? She was, that was Siobhan Fahey from Bananarama that went on to do that. Like, which was like the poppiest stuff that you could possibly imagine. Siobhan Fahey? Is she from Bunkrana? She, the most Irish name I believe she does have a Bunkrana connection. Wow. There you go. See, well, like I she know probably, my had, she probably uh, had a stick of rock or something once. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, Siobhan, uh, give us a wee message. Uh, let us know the crack. Give, us, <laughs> give us a call, Siobhan. I still would. <laughs> I still would. Um, number three, in my opinion, absolute banger. Would I Lay to You by Charles and Eddie. You know what? Ah, what a tune! What a great tune! Mm-hmm. Um, well, not much more to say about that. It's just a tune. Uh, I stole this and sometimes. That it's was a class from tune. their 1992 album Geophonic. There you go. I know that because he doesn't even have Google up to. There's, there's a friend of mine. That every time you mention Charles and Eddie, uh, or would I like to? You'll say that it came from their 1992 album Geophonic. Geophonic. There you go. There you go. No, I always say that. No, every time I talk about it. Um, number two, we're keeping on with the bangers. Rhythm is a dancer by mm. Snap. Eh. Tune. Nah. Uh, <laughs> nah. Alien 3. <laughs> nah. Number one, and maybe, maybe you've already seen my list, but it was touched on earlier when we spoke about movies. What was the number one song that year? I Will Always Love You. Thank you very much. Uh, what was the number one song that year? No, I'm joking. It was by, <laughs> by Whitney. So it was... Uh, well, let's let's give the devil or Jew here and that. That was by... Uh, written by... Dolly Dolly. Or Dolly. About... Me. 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 <laughs> yes. I don't know. That's, That's right. right. That's right. I just boys. don't know. Port- Portner Wagner. <laughs> Portner Wagner. Aye. Um, uh, some albums out that year. Automatic for the People by R.E.M., which you spoke about earlier before the podcast. Class yeah. album. Love it. Right, album. One of my favorites. I was not on date uh, for a long time. And then one day I woke up and I realized. I was wrong. <laughs> Do you know what? It's, it's it takes a big person to admit they're wrong. Yep. Uh, it, it. It, it doesn't. No. <laughs> no. It's a class album. Um, what else did you have? You had Wish by The Cure. You that had the Friday I'm in Love album, ah. which was another inescapable hit that year. Yep. And rightly so. That's a great tune. Uh, great still, tune. still love that song. You had The Chronic by Dr. Dre. Um, Sean, Def Leppard came out with and. Andrenalise. 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 That was Gorgeous. it. Um, you had the Beastie Boys. You had Prodigy. It's Stone Temple Pilots. You had Neil Young, 
when album. I never knew this. Neil Young, Harvest Moon, was yep. 1992. Did not know it was 1992. No, I thought it would have been like, So obviously it was a kind of nod to his very successful 70s album, Harvest. Yeah. But the actual song, Harvest Moon, was on that 1992 album. Wow. There you go. So I, I think it's... Great it's, fucking tune. It's partially that like everything Neil Young does sounds so, like... <laughs> Neil Youngy, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and then like what else? There was some news like Sinead O'Connor was um, waging war against the Catholic Church. Nineteen ninety-two, ripped up the photo. She ripped the up pope. a photo of the Pope on Saturday Night Live, which people didn't like, especially for an Irish woman, a big Catholic country at the time. No, 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 no. That was not a popular one at all. No, uh, and if, know? if people had known what they know now, uh she would have been given a throne somewhere. And, hey, what, uh, what a talent, though! What a talent! What a talent! I know. Yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. Sinead. <laughs> um, um, what else happened? The last thing I thought this was kind of funny. I just thought it was just funny to say. Mm-hmm. Prince changed his name to an unpronounceable symbol. <laughs> That's such a Prince. Like everybody was just calling him. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no way they say it. Do you know, do you know the gist of <laughs> the reason? The artist finally done no. that. He had like um, he had like a, a seven album deal with a particular recording company, right? Uh, and they, they they screwed him over on the particulars of one of it. And he said, look, I don't want to finish this contract with you. And they were like, tough, we have a contract here with the name of Prince on it. Okay, and so he went, right. oh, yes, but my name is not Prince. My I name is now. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> is that a way you can get out of contracts? No, it Change your name. Oh, okay. Damn. But it was like, it was a bold move. Bold move, was, good try. I remember it at the time because... Um, the symbol, like you, you, all, you can see the symbol in your head now that he changed his name. Uh, um, but he had to like send all the newspapers and magazines and stuff. The press basically had to get like a, a computer disc with that symbol uh, on it as a font, like that they could use on their um, software because nobody could because <laughs> we haven't got that. <laughs> you made that up. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's no button on our keyboard for like, uh, the pr- press <laughs> control alt prince. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's fun. It's quite. Uh, it's funny because we're changing the name of our podcast from mind the time to mind the. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mind that there, hey. So that is that is that, is that all the, the that's, music? That's, then, all, that's pretty much all there is. Uh, pretty much all. So there is. just before we go, just a wee rundown of what people would have been watching on TV at that time. Gladiators premiered on TV in 1992. Very well, fitting that it's back now. It's back. And it's back now. And it's still no good. No. I haven't watched <laughs> it again. Still no, no good. same. And I probably won't either. Uh, other heartbeat. Heartbeat. El, El Dorado. <laughs> Which was like the Spanish EastEnders. That didn't go the distance. Didn't go the distance. Later with Jules Holland. Oh, started premier that year. Unfortunately, continues to go the distance. The Big Breakfast. That was. I remember that launching. That was a great show. It was. It had a rocky start, like, and it was until Chris Evans sort of took over. He he definitely saved that show. Definitely. Uh, knowing me, knowing you, Alan Partridge. Yeah, Lo- yep. love it. Class. There's actually a new wow. Partridge coming out soon. Right? Uh, can part- never can never get enough Partridge. Oh, I love no. it. I love it. Even like his audio books and everything, just and his podcast, everything about him is just class. But this one, uh, the new one, he's been living in Saudi Arabia for a year, <laughs> <laughs> and he's come back now telling the story. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, another one was absolutely fabulous. I remember that one as well. That was a wee Irish movie came out that year as well. A little one. Into the West. Ah, uh, yes. Into the West. Tato. Tiernanog. 
Have you seen it? I don't know. I haven't. No. You sh- uh, Gabriel Byrne. It's the one with the, the horse. Uh, and the, like, I, I'm doing what I was complaining about earlier. It's like I'm summarizing. Like, <laughs> but it's the one with the horse in the lift. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. It's great. Well worth a watch. And uh, Linda Martin won the Eurovision for Ireland with Why Me? Go on, Linda. Go on, Linda. Fair play. Well done. So I think that's uh, 1992, well and truly covered. <gasps> you know, I'm sh- yeah. We done? There's probably more, but you'd be here all fucking day. Uh, we would be here for a year talking uh, about it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I think we covered some good ground here today, gentlemen. I think, you know. We got a lot done. Kieran, thank you very much. This has been absolutely brilliant. It has uh, well, thank, you, thank you for having me. It's, uh, it, it was, as I expected, like cloying nostalgia, but wonderful. Wonderful, mm-hmm. nonetheless. Like mm-hmm. you know, I love it. It's 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 it's. Oh, d- take the time, uh, listeners out there in podcast. D- d- think back to, to, to your life, uh, and you know, d- no matter how good you think it was, you're wrong. <laughs> it's, it's much. It's far better now that we have phones. <laughs> far better. Uh, drinking out of the hose wasn't as good as you remember it being. <laughs> yeah. Straight out of the tap. <laughs> so, Brendy, thank you very much. You're very welcome. And Sean Kerry, thank you very much. Thank you. It's been delicious as always. It has been tasty. It has been tasty. I'm stuffed. Stuffed to the stuffed to the gills with uh, Mr. Kieran Flanagan's <laughs> knowledge nope, and crack and Live. fun. Okay, just stuffed. <laughs> just stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, check us out. Mind the time on our socials: Instagram, Facebook, wherever you can find us. Tell your friends. Listen to us, subscribe, do all those things. Thank you very much. My name is Fenton Harvey, and this has been Mind the Time. Peace and love. 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 Adios, guys. You're in three.